Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from a filthy storeroom hidden somewhere in Civic, uh, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. Uh, it comes to you with the dubious support of... What does that actually mean, the dubious support? It uh, means they're not quite sure whether they want to support it or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, it's did like, you line that up? Are they aware that they're dubiously supporting this? They or? are dubiously supporting okay. it. Okay. Um... Uh, but yeah, going with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Raiders' number one fan forum. Get on there and get interacting. It's fantastic. And also, of course, brought to you by our primary sponsors, Landspeed Records. You should definitely come in and buy records and CDs and all other sorts of paraphernalia and clothing from people who are hardcore Raiders fans. So yeah, definitely get into Landspeed Records. But again, how good is our theme music? I mean, you just got to love it. Very good. You just got to love it. Well done, uh, uh, Dennis Carnahan. And a big happy birthday to Elliot Whitehead, who on the day of our recording is actually turning 30. You know, the day you walked through our doors, Elliot, was a great day. The day you walked through the door. I remember his first match against Penrith in the Mm. the, the 40 degree heat. Mm. And when he signed, I thought, this is, he's going to struggle. Yeah. On this day, and he got through. He actually played the full eighty minutes. He got through it, and he was absolutely buggered. But that was the warmest. You remember that game was the start of twenty. Was the first game of twenty? He joined twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, it was the first game of twenty sixteen. It was thirty. Was that the one where degrees. Fenson scored in the very last minute? I can't. I think. We, I think side. we. I think we just beat them. Yeah, Fenson scored either an extra time or right at the very end, right in the left hand corner of the southern end. I reckon. It was it Caesar's first game as well? We won that, and then he yeah, and both he and, Bl- and, and Blake Austin um, got injured and then didn't play again for the next few weeks. Mm. Oh, Blake Austin, there yeah. you go. Anyway, yeah, but Elliot Whitehead. And has he not been fantastic? Does he not typify the grit of the Raiders side? He is tough as they come, and he just never stops. Yeah, you know, we could organise a birthday present. We could get the listeners rally around, bit of a GoFundMe page. We could all chip in and buy him a replacement electric scooter. Yeah, right. Because well, he, lost, he lost his previous one. But that's exactly what they bought him. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's what they bought him. They bought him a new electric oh, scooter there you go. and they brought him a super <laughs> lock to put on it. Jordan Rappin was very excited about it. There's a, there's a great clip online, which I've in fact sent to you, Blake, and we will post on the uh, right. Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork uh, Twitter account and Facebook page. Um, basically... Um, uh, showing him receiving that scooter and his birthday cake. Because you know the story, the previous one, he was at, um, it's not called sales anymore, what's it called? The Lighthouse. He was lighthouse. at the Lighthouse and he, he's some guy's pulled up in a ute and chucked it in the back of his ute and driven it off. Oh, that's and right. He's, 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 running, he's running after it, trying to pull yeah. it out of the back of it. Yeah. yeah. Never got it back, apparently. Never got his scooter back. There you go. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Yes, I do. I do remember, um, I do remember that, that particular thing. But, you know, since he's come into the um, the side, he has just been a revelation. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, um, you know, how good is he? Where's he come from? Because, you know, he was playing for Les Catalans when we, we signed. Well, he was he was at Bradford originally, and he was a star at Bradford. He was in the English team. Mm. But then Bradford um, basically imploded and went broke. Yeah. So they lost all their players. And, and I think just at the time, Catalans were the one that made him the best deal. So he went to... Well, fortunately, we were smart enough, or Ricky was smart enough, uh, to, to see the, the prospect. Or Josh Hodgson told him to sign him. Don't know, but whoever the hell cares, whoever the hell did it, good on you, because the day Elliot Whitehead, smelly, walked into our club was an excellent, excellent day. He's a top-class human. He's tough as nails. Um, we love you, Elliot. Happy birthday. Um, but, uh, yeah, listener of the week. 
new and very popular segment. And once more, I'm nominating this week, in spite of the fact it's Blake's turn, because we have a special one. Phoebe, uh, Twitter handle at, uh, at P underscore Glow, G-L-O. She was at uh, Shark Park last weekend with last week's Listener of the Week, Wanda, and they were in the thick of it, and they were there with their green on and supporting hard, and they were getting abused by all those around them. One, uh, one lady tried to take uh, ha- have a go. She said, you want to have a go to Phoebe? That's you old know? school. Yeah, old school. I want to have a go. But she... at, the, at the back of the bike sheds? Oh, no, I think right there <laughs> and then. But they didn't back down. They stayed there, and they cheered, and they did their thing, and they won, so it would have been a wonderful experience, but I don't think they had the best time before that point. And then they went off. Her and Wanda went off and took a celebratory photo at uh, Cronulla Beach. Just to oh, say. right. I thought you were going to say at the urinal in Northies, but it might be hard for them to get in there. It might be hard for them to get in there, but I myself have taken a celebration <laughs> photo at the urinal Northies, and if I can find that, we'll also post that one as well. Because, you know, if you're going to go to Northies and you don't get a photo there, who are you? That's what I want to know. Who are you? Now, you have actually been reading uh, the Todd Carney book. Um, have yes. you not blokes? Is that true? Yeah, Father's Day present. Lucky me. Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you have to say about it? Um, it's okay. It's, it's not the best written book. There's a few um, glaring. Um, obvious mistakes yep. already in there I've picked up one we'll go through that maybe another time but yeah. I'll have full critique if anyone if there's a second edition or anyone's writing a Camberators related uh, yeah. book and they want fan some, fiction they want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of fair well yeah um, if they want some fact checking done yeah Feel free, send your man- manuscript yeah. to... Tony um, Adams, the mole. Yeah. Probably should have sent it past us first because yeah. there was a few things I picked up and, and, and Blake picked up very, very quickly. And all. Anyway, fan of the week, uh, Phoebe, well done to you. Now, great news came through just yesterday with C&K re-signing till the end of the 2023 season. Yeah, it was, it was, it was clear he wanted to stay and obviously, you know, mm. we wanted to keep him. It's been an incredible sign. I mean, obviously, the, the John Bateman signing's been a big one, but the mm. C&K one's been... Just as big. Yeah, really. He really just fell, was like sort of the missing piece of the mm. jigsaw puzzle that just fell into place. Obviously, a lot of credit goes to Andrew McFadden, who had mm. worked with the Warriors and knew a lot about him. But just a fantastic player and a great guy. And, you know, he's one of those people that he just makes you want to be a better person, doesn't he? He does. He does make you want to be a better person. And that, by the issue, is is a quote from As Good As It Gets. And it's a line from Jack Nicholson, which is showing right. our age that we even know that. But yeah, he does. He makes you want to be a better person. When um, I don't know if you saw, I watched the replay the other day, and when Caesar kicked the winning field goal, yeah. Paul Gallen, who just absolutely given his all, yeah, yeah. just immediately collapsed, threw himself on the ground, and then CNK went over and shook his hand. And I was like, what a nice moment. Yeah. What a nice guy. Yeah, I'd like to think I could be like him. Yeah. But deep down, I'm probably more like John Bateman. Yeah. Look, deep down, I think I'm probably fairly shallow as well. And I'd probably go with my worst instincts there. You know, I didn't have a problem with Adam Fanua Blake giving us curry. I might have done the same thing myself in my darker moments. Um, so, yeah. no, But him <clears throat> re-signing is just fantastic. And it, it takes me back to a period uh, this year where I suddenly saw come up that uh, Ben Barber was being sacked by the Cowboys and my first instinct was to contact someone in the club and say to them, we're interested in all in that person. And the person replied back to me and said, no, we're not going anywhere near, because I didn't know what Barbara had done at that stage. We're not going anywhere near that uh, guy who engages in domestic violence. The words were probably a little bit more ribald than that. 
Um, and my comment back was, I really just want a fullback. I really, because I knew Jack was going to 5'8". I really just want a fullback. And I was hoping there was some truth to Dylan Edwards. And the comment came back is, we have a few irons in the fires. Watch this space. Yeah. When CNK turned up, I thought to myself, who the hell is that? I'd seen his yes. name before and only paid attention because it was, it was I, I just knew him as one of those just like a novelty name yeah. on the uh, on the Warriors bench, along with Jazz Tavunga and you know yeah, a few yeah. other people. Yeah, j- yet another person, um, another Shadow ha- Harris Tavita, or yeah, another person. You know, like that had a strange name, but also would do a few great things, but then basically be a turnstile in defence, and you know, amount to nothing, as so many of the Warriors players end up doing. But instead, we got CNK. We got CNK, and my goodness gracious me, how good was that? Um, but look. Um, the win against the Sharks. This is what scared me, people. Blake's prediction was bang on. Blake said it would be a torrid encounter, which come down to the last minute. He said it would probably be decided by a field goal, and it would probably go into extra time. Now, you know, I'm scared. Spooky. I'm scared. I'm scared because it's all it, it's accurate. And as he got that one right, and I predicted mid last season, I'm still looking for the uh, stuff in last year's um, podcast of me predicting that we would in fact win the premiership this you're year. You're trawling through the episodes, are you? Uh, no, I will though. I have full intention, just so you can, you know, I everyone can hear the scorn in your voice as I, I said it. Yeah, you were goading me, goading me, and now it look was, at us. It was, it was, um, you were channeling the famous um, Bob Hawke speech. Mm. No child, you know, by 1990, no child will be living in poverty. Yeah, and you were goading me. You were goading me. Yeah, well, all of a sudden we're in the top four. There was a, one of the comments that uh, in one of the articles I wrote this year was um, saying, oh, not only will the Raiders not make the top four, they won't even make the eight. And, you know, like I've now rejoined on that one three times saying this one's ageing like a fine wine, <laughs> which is good. Uh, look, your prediction was right. It was a horrid match, wasn't it? It was, it was very tough. It was very tough. Mm. But, look, you know, good teams find a way to win when they're not at their best. Yeah. And look, in the first half, we were under the pump. It wasn't necessarily that we were that bad. We just weren't even given the opportunity, you know. We were yeah. just, just so... And the Sharks came out a million miles per hour. You know, yeah. their, their line speed and their yeah. aggression in defence was quite mm. frightening. I got a feeling it was a little bit of a rope dope there too, that they went out a little bit too hard because in that last 20 minutes of the match, yeah. that really showed on them. And then in, in the extra time, while they were clinging on... We had all the field position. We were making all the grounds. We were making, you know, like 80 metres a set to their 50 metres a set. And eventually that led to the point where we were standing in front of their sticks taking a shot, whereas they weren't. When you were watching the game, Mm. at any point in the first half, did you think we're out of this or did you always think we could come back? Um, I must admit that I was watching the scores update on my phone to keep my eye across it. And Texting me, thinking, what's happening, what's happening? <laughs> and think, well, it was Father's Day and I was trying to keep it light and cheery and I was trying to not to get you know in a bad mood because my family had been really nice to me and I knew I'd probably get in another one of those foul moves like I did when we were down 18-0 against Melbourne and you know everyone would hate my guts and I thought, probably not the best after. you know They've woken me up, breakfast, um, you know, you know, went shopping for the things I wanted. Then they took me out for brunch and it was really, really good. And then the girls gave me a mani-pedi for Father's Day and I went and did that. That was awesome. And um, then, so I got home and it was all nice. And they were going to do dinner for me, you know, whatever. And then I just thought, I can't ruin this by shouting abuse at the TV. So it wasn't until half time when I actually turned on and started watching it because, no, I didn't think so. But I thought by that stage, I'd had a couple of wines under my belt. You know, I was warming up and I thought to myself, you know what, I can take this. I'll have a cuddle on the couch with Matthew and I'll just see it as a football game. It's just a football game, I thought to myself. 
Um, but then from that point onwards, virtually from that point onwards, I was thinking we're playing better football than they are. Yeah, look, at no point did I think we were out of it. And obviously, you know, we'd coming back from, from the game against Melbourne, you know, always gave gave me hope. Uh, the Sharks missing the goals, of course, was absolutely crucial. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and two if, of those if it had gone... were from the sideline and they were excusable. The one where um, Jaden get... Braley scored... Yeah, that was that was you had to you have to get that kick if you want to win matches. You have to get it. Well, that's what we've been saying about you know, Jerry Croker. That um, that's what you've been saying about yeah. Jerry Croker. That's yes. what you've been saying yes. about. You it. never say anything bad about Jerry Croker, Ricky Stewart, or who else is on the or Sam Williams. No, I won't say anything bad. Who do I say anything bad about? Brett Kelly, you've just got one scapegoat. There. <laughs> is Brett Kelly actually playing for our side? No, I'm not fond of Josh Dugan either. I think you'll find. I think you'll find Josh Dugan. Poor old Diggs. Poor old Dukes. Poor old Dukes. Anyway. Mr. Glass went down, didn't come up again. He How does, strange. he does, he does. Look, he does have a tendency to stay down sometimes. Providing good or, money, good value for money since 2008. I know, he's most his, <laughs> he plays on average about, I think this is, well, this year's most games he played for years and years. Really? He's played pretty much every game. Yeah, right. But he hasn't made it through to the end of most of them. <laughs> no, he either stays on the ground after he gets tackled, yeah. or he when he as soon as he gets up, he's straight away he's complaining to the um, touch judge. Have you noticed that every time, uh, every time he gets up, he either he's on the ground or he gets up, he's complaining about something. Oh my goodness gracious me! But the Raiders, there was grit in that because they really had to dig in the amount of defence they had to do in the first half. They had to dig in, defend the line, do everything they possibly could just to to grind back into that game because that's what it was. It was a like you said, it was a filthy grinding game. And the thing is, I, I did say, say to someone after the Penrith win down in Wagga Wagga, um, basically that you know we might have won that match, I think by eighteen points, but really it was a street fight. And mm. I said to you know a person at the club, gee, that was a street fight, and their response was, I love street fights, and that's the side we've got. Who is this person, mystery person? I can't tell you who that mystery person would be. It's an unknown source at the club. He loves a street fight. I lo- likes a street fight. Loves a street. Jack White, not a player. No. no, more senior, and, and, and Jack White does not like a street fight at all. Oh, he loves him. No, yeah, I had well before he got involved in those incidents. He was well known to to love, love, uh, you know. And and talking about Jack White, rolling up his sleeves. How good was he? He's he was smacking good. into that line. His yeah. defence is fantastic. He might have had that one kick that unfortunately went over the dead ball line. Um, gave him a seven tackle set, but gee, he really didn't get anything else wrong in that match. He's just. He's primed for this time in the season. He's, you know, he's looking really good right now. He's looking strong and he's looking confident. He's going to be good. The other player that I wanted to point out, though, who should not be out of the side again for the rest of the year, in my opinion, is Saliva Havili. Yes. His last 20 minutes in that match. Yeah, he played 10 minutes. Was it? I thought it was 20. No, he was only on for like 10, but he came on he 10 minutes. He was influential. He was a bulldozer. The bit where he literally ran over the top of Wade Graham. Yeah. That's, that's a highlight. I, I, he's got so much power because he's got that low yeah. centre of gravity. Oh, and just the big legs and a big ass, and he just he is just like a bulldozer. It was incredible. But the other thing too, was I mean, that, if you want impact off your bench, that's impact. Yeah, it was. And and the other thing was too, because he was out there, he was playing. He was doing nine half of the time, which was sending Hodgson out to seven and letting Caesar go back to six. And as a result, Caesar had a lot more room to kick those field goals. I mean, we do need to talk about Aiden Caesar's um, performance. He's been very good of late, and. Mm. You know, that's when you think back on his. If he leaves at the end of the year or whatever happens, you think back of his mm. standout games. Mm. There's not going to be much better than the time he kicked three field goals against the Sharks. And when you think about when we bought him the first time, mm. 
that's the sort of performance we wanted. We wanted, you know, yeah. a clutch player. Yeah. Who could, who, could, who could ice those moments and, you know, take this game by the scruff of the neck. And really, that's the, probably the first time he's ever truly done it to that level. There was a match against Canterbury where he was kicking for Jared Croker on the wing where they were absolutely magical, either last season or the season before. But um, the composure that he set up for and took those field goals with was top class. They were all beautifully hit. And people, big men, running at him, trying to kill him, and he stood there. And even the last one, he got a dodgy pass from Hodgson, mm. bounced in front of him. Yeah, he took it and still went through. Yeah. And it's just like you could almost see him. It's like, I'm from Bankstown. I'm not scared of you. But the early field goal, mm. the way they took the early field goal, and they've done it a couple of times this year, you can see that in the preseason, they did a lot of training around scenarios. And if mm. we get in this position and the one point's there, take it when they're not expecting it as opposed to, you know, you've take got... Take it when I have to take it. Yeah, yeah, and when you've got everyone standing offside charging at you. and Yeah. And it was great. And, and he hit three and he hit them all well. And look, Chad Towson, you know, you won't see five better field goals, you know, and they're all in one match. <laughs> you know, you won't see them. And, you no, know, and you won't see them from Josh Hudson anytime soon. Oh, no. my goodness gracious <laughs> mate! But you know what? He, he had a go. I was we had a couple. We gave away, though, a couple of seven tackle sets. We did. But when Smelliot was... stripped Gallon right at the end of I know. proper time and got it to Croker and Croker went out and he... Almost passed the ball to Simonson, who I reckon, had he got the ball, was 50-50 to get there. Yeah. But he held it because I knew he could see the Ruben Garrick intercept try. Yeah. I knew he could see it, and he held it. And I, I still can't figure out whether... I mean, we won, so it was a good decision, but whether it was a good decision or a bad decision, you know? It was just... Yeah. yeah and it's, it's this mentality they've got on the side of this present moment <clears> is they're playing the percentages. They're not going for those miracle things, and that's really typifying the game this year. And... As a result, you know, they're conceding 14 points a match, whereas last season they were conceding 22.5 a match. And it's playing the percentages. We're not scoring as much, but the scoring is only down by about, I think we were playing scoring 24 a match last season, but the scoring's only down to 22. It's not like we're not scoring. Yeah. It's just like we're not conceding. And I, I think, while it's not as flashy as once had been, geez, it was good. But that win, unless we get thumped by the Warriors and Manly... And Souths win and Manly absolutely go to town on the Eels because they've got to close up an 88-point points differential. We're in the top four. Oh, without doubt. I One mean, that, that was a huge win. That solidified the top four. If if the Roosters lose, uh, the Rabbitohs lose to the Roosters on Thursday night, then we're in third. Yeah. That's well, if the, if the if the Rabbitohs lose, then what happens against the Warriors doesn't actually matter. And yeah. then who knows? Maybe we'll even see more players rested last minute. Uh, maybe. Or Josh Hodgson, you know, with, with Saliva Havili back on the bench. Josh Hodgson, if we were leading or... I, I'm very nervous about resting players. I, I know in Ricky we trust, but I'm very nervous about resting players. Well, the ones that are rested... Um, Needed it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Look, look, Jordan Ruppin has been playing like he's been coming back from injury the whole yep. year. He's always yep. sort of never really looked He's on the extended bench, though, so he might be one of the players that well, comes back in. He's never looked a, He's never looked 100% all year. CNK's been... Beaten from pillar to yeah, post in has. recent weeks. And, and, and has as John Bateman. So yeah. then they both need a rest. I would have loved to see Smelliot get a rest because he has played every match, every I think pretty much every minute of every yeah. match. So he needs one. And Papali would have been nice, but I think there's only, you know, so many that can well, actually... Well, you got to give the old man a break. Old man, Ciasoliola. Yeah. And he has been playing some standout football in that. Very tough. Um, very tough. Yeah, been been very, very good in this. You know, I'm, I'm nervous about, you know, resting any players at this present stage, but... You know what? It, it's a really good thing that, that we're going to have. Um, the Warriors will be desperate, though, because while they're out of contention, they'll all be playing for their contracts again. And, you know, we've got 
um, Isaac Luke now playing for food because he doesn't have a contract next year. It's his last game. So possibly his last game, but he might go. They say he might go to the Tigers or he might. He's. he's they announced he's, that he'd retire, but he said, "No, I haven't retired." Yeah, no, he's he's gone out there. I told. Did I tell you my story about? Um, Isaac Luke in the back alley. In the back alley. told everyone. It's been on here already. Um, um, Blake Ashford has come into the centres, which is just marvellous because... Surely he's got to be retiring. Is this his he, last he, he is definitely yes, retiring. Okay. He's been given a swan song there. Um, the danger, I think, obviously, is Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Um, you know, yeah. there, there's no way around it that he is just, you know, an outstanding player. Um, he's got the leading run metres. Is, is Adam Blair, is he playing his last game? I don't even think he's playing. Isn't he? No. I don't think he's playing. Hang on. Let's have a look at this. Um, he's One of the biggest uh, grubs to ever lace no, on a boot. He he's playing number 11 in the second thing. I don't know if he's playing his last game, but um, at least an arm out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss him if it was his last game. I wouldn't no. miss his contributions to the NRL over the years. No, mind you, Leeson Armour, number 10, he's a great player. No, I like him. George last season, great. Isaac Luke has been entertaining. Uh, Parsi is a good player. Uh, Papali'i is, you know, he's been good. Jazz Tavanga. As you said, you know, great name, great name, Jastavanga, continuing that that thing. Then we've got um, Blake. I'll tell Blake you who the, the, the standouts are: uh, Mamala and Footsie Tua. They're great. On the players. wings, yeah, yeah, they're great. The, the, back, the back three is as good as anybody's. Yeah, the back three is as good as anyone. But you know, in the in the centres, you got Ashford and Pompey. Um, you know, how many games has Pompey, Pompey played anyway? You know. He doesn't even have a profile on this side at this present moment. So God knows. <laughs> and then you've got Cody. Has Lindbergh. he got? Has he got height? Um, Zero centimetres and um, weight zero centimetres. Nothing's coming up at all. So I, I can't tell you anything about him. Um, I've never heard of him until you brought, until I saw him right then. You brought him up. I'd never heard of Pompey. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's who's playing in, in the... What's uh, his first name? It won't tell me. <laughs> Some guy called Pompey is playing in the thing. So, you know, it's hard to say. Um and you got Blake Ashford at the other thing. So while they've got some real strength in there, they've got some weakness. The bench, you've got uh, Lachlan Burr, Bunty Afoa, uh, Liggy Sayo, and Kieran, who I don't know too much. There's not much of Pool who's on the extended bench, but he's the only one I've heard of before. Whereas, you know... Stop the... talking about the extended bench. I thought I told you, you're banned you from bringing up the extended bench. The extended bench frequently <laughs> comes in. We've got... Uh... Well, if, there, if there was ever a week that the extended bench could come into play. It's this week with It's us. a big week for extended benches as well because Robbie Farrow's on the extended bench. He is well. on the extended bench. Oh, they shouldn't play him. So we've got Dinamis Louie and Papali up front with Hodgson in the middle. That's good. Whitehead and Young Hudson Young. Young Hudson Young. Bit of a brain snap. Who's got a lift? Are you going to do theme music or are we going to get we're gonna try and get some Shannon Who's got a lift? Ooh. Okay, I'm editing that out. I'm going to put Shannon Knoll in there instead. Uh, just no! So you know. Just so you know. I know, my theme music is far better. Um, it's cheaper than Shannon. We won't have to pay you any royalties. No, you won't, because um, no one's buying that, though. <laughs> Who's got a lift? Young Hudson Young, I thought, played well against the Sharks in all. Uh, right at the end of the first half, where he took that quick tap, that was a total brain explosion. Because mm. mm. you got twenty seconds to go, or whatever, and you get a penalty, you take the two points any day of the points. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, but again, and those two points. You look at the back end of the game. Had we taken those two points there on offer, yeah. Well, look, might you, you say that, but you know, my you know unmentioned contact of the club will say to me if I'd raised that to him, as I've raised one earlier in the season with him. It says we win as a club and we lose as a club. See, because you actually said who told you that last week. I did not. So now you've given away who your unnamed contact is. No, I have not. 
I have not. <laughs> but we, we, we win as a club, we lose as a club. Look, what I do know about him is he made 42 tackles last week and he only missed one of those. That's pretty good. He made three tackle breaks and he got in there and with the ball from 15 runs, he made 129 metres. So, you know what? That's pretty good. Just closing off the segment, who's got a lift? Um, you, don't need, you, don't, you don't need to do it again. Um, last week we said Nick Kotrick had to lift. I thought he had a great oh, game against Sharks. Oh, my goodness, he lifted. Yeah, no, no. He and was... he looks a lot better in right centre. He does. And when he smashed at that line, when he was running, he was giving them hell. He wasn't running in there just to, I might slip through this gap. He was running through, there might not be a gap, but I'm going to make one. And I loved it. I thought Bailey Simonson did exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I thought Jordan Rappiner did as well. I thought those three were superb with the ball returns in that tough stuff when it really needed to be rucked out. There was a couple of times, especially at the end of the match, where those guys were each making you know, 10, 15, 20 metres um, where their opposite numbers for the Sharks were making 5 and 10 and it made the difference. Um, Kotrick lifted. He looked great. If he can keep that form up for the end of the season, it's going to bode very, very well. Well, it'll be us. interesting. We'd see how he goes this week because then, you know, does he go back to wing? I Presumably... Maybe, but you know, we've got Ryan Sutton finishing off the, the you know, at 13. That's good. Season White in the halves. Kotrick and Croker still in the centres, which is good. Sebastian Chris on one wing and Michael Oldfield on the other, which is, you know, that's where. Has a real Matties. Has a real Matties. It does. But Oldfield won't let you down on the wing of the fence. And Sebastian Chris, well, he's done it every time he's had a chance. He's he'd made a good fist of it. So yeah, he's got he's a couple playing, of tries. He's been playing well. Um, Bailey Simonson is going into fullback. I actually, I like. I like that. I like too. to see what he can do at fullback, and yeah, I wouldn't. Nick Kotrick, we've tried and given mm. him a run there, and I, no, I think I'm, he looks better at centre. So I wouldn't with put Simonson him. going there. We got Havili, Gula, Horsburgh, and JJ Collins making yeah. his, uh, I believe, his first grade debut. No, he's he's played last year for like two minutes or something. Did he? I thought he only came this year. No, he was there last year. Uh, I don't think he's come down from Collins anyway. JJ for least formally now. JJ Collins. Sam Williams. Uh, or did he play on the bench? Did he have like no minutes on the bench? I don't know. Don't, I, I, I don't think, maybe. I don't, I think he's been Maybe I'm confusing him with Royce Hunt. Yeah, no. <laughs> Royce. Um, <laughs> so on the extended bench, and this is why we're talking about it this week, um, we've got Williams, um, Sam Williams, Joe Tarpanay, Jordan Rapiner, and Starling. Where's, oh, Royce, where's Royce Hunt? Where's, I don't know. Where's Jack Murchie? Where, no, Jack Murchie's in the Mounties. Yeah. Um, Plying his trade. Plying his trade. Um, I won't be surprised if the Roosters get over the Rabbitohs on Thursday night if we see quite a few from that extended bench wandering their way into the side. For example, Saliba Havili going into nine and giving Josh a week off. Yeah, that's the I one, I, that's one I think. Or I, even, I won't or... be surprised to see um, uh, and Starling come up as well. And if they don't win... If, if the Rabbitohs do win, I won't be at all surprised to see Tarpanay and Rapana go back into the side. Yeah. I won't be surprised at all to see that. Um, we'll be the go. When I spoke to Tarpanay after the Manly game, or before the Manly game, he said he was still a couple of weeks, that one and the next week. So I think he'll probably be right for this match, but they might want to give him an extra week if they at all possibly can. Okay. Which is very good. Moving on to... Um, yeah, oh, why we love John Bateman. Yeah. Bateman! Uh, well, what a gutsy performance. Yeah, um, when the game was on the line, in the back end, yeah. he found an extra gear. He did. He found a way to win it. When he went through, was it, it was Wade Graham... Um, 
who else was tackling on that side? It was three good defenders. So it was Fafita, Wade Graham, um, Braley, and yeah. then when he broke three of each one of those, Aaron Woods came across and did the lamest hanging out of an arm you've ever seen. Notably, one of the players who got back up to chase back in defence was Wade Graham, who is a star. Yeah. He is a star, Wade Graham. Um, he, he's gutsy. But Bateman came through. Now, whoever it was who called for the pass, I think it was Bronson Zeri, called for it, and he passed it. Had, had no, it was. I think it was. Um, it was Flanagan. Was it? Well, yeah. whoever called for it was a desperate move because if Bateman goes down there and gets up for a quick play of the ball, which he was going to do, it was only one player. He was going to get up. We had four players ready to keep running, and they had two players on side. Did you see later when he when he went down with the ball and um, they stripped it from him? There were yeah, like yeah, four yeah. people in the tackle. Now, was that penalty? This is an interesting thing. It was the sixth tackle, so he was running it on the sixth. And yeah. So. Are you allowed to strip like you are over the goal line? You're allowed to strip, but when it's six, I don't think you can. I think a strip is a strip is a strip. Yeah, it is. Because the tackle wasn't called yet, so when he pulled it, that could still have been a penalty. The and the th- two points at that stage would have been bloody crucial. Yeah, the other the other um, thing is, last couple of weeks, in light of the whole Canberra Raiders strip hysteria, mm. we got penalised for a couple that I mm. think weren't actually... There was one in the game against Sharks in particular... That stood out. They got we got penalised for, which seemed to be legitimate to me. The other two mm. dropped off. There was one in the Melbourne Storm game where we didn't get penalised for it, which I think we probably should have. So I think they balanced them them out. Um, we're always going to be walking a tight line on that. But again, there's been a lot of people saying, "What does it add to the game? We need to change the rules." And all it comes down to is the refs basically saying, "Unless you're absolutely positive, call it a strip." You know, call it an yeah. a, you know an illegal. Strip. I just realised I left an important bit out of who's got a lift. You Did don't you? do the song again. Who's got a lift? <laughs> the co-captain, Jerry Croker. Oh, for God's sake. The, r- it, the rushing out of the line. Was it a- not enough that he rushed out of the in goal and got us to the 60-metre <laughs> thing and set up the, and then the got run, And then got run down by a, a 45-year-old and then, Josh Morris. And then got to his feet straight after that to the point that the Sharks had no one on side and we easily scored. Is that not enough for you? What do you want from him? Do you want him to open a vein on the field? Do you want him to send you a letter? You know, no. no I'm just concerned that the 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 rushing out of the line. It's one of those things that the lack of communication between him when he rushed and out Bailey the line Simonson. and smashed Tom Trevojevic the other week. I didn't hear anyone complaining about that. Yeah, well, if you rush out of the line, you got to you got to take your. He man rushed down. out of the line and got one of the very best attacking players in the league. No well, one. Well, he, he rushed the out of the line and, and almost out, had Dugan. He, he got the man when he got out. Yeah, but he offloaded. He managed to offload, but only just, and it could have been an error. He picked the man, he ran out, and he got it. Unfortunately, he got it away. That isn't the reason. That was twenty meters almost by the time he got out there, fifteen meters away from the line. There was plenty of other people who missed what happened after that. I would like to see him not rush out of the line. Uh, in the semi-finals, and I like would that. like to see you stop picking on the co-captain. I'm not picking on him. Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I'm just. There's no. When it comes to me, pork. I was no. about to call you Tim. There. When it comes to me, pork. There's no. There's no sacred cows. I call it as I see it. You know, I'm unafraid to to say what I feel. And one of the most common criticisms I hear of this um, podcast is that it plays it too safe. Oh, it lacks. Con- safe. It lacks controversy. Oh, we lack controversy. Yes, do we? we lack controversy. Is that right? Yes, because you you're. It's and this is the problem with which has always been the issue with uh, one team town local media. Mm. Is that they're very uh, reluctant to say anything that might be perceived as being critical mm. of the club they're covering. So I'm playing it safe, am I? What well, about what about my my theme song singing? I mean, that's not playing it safe. Well, you that's know, edgy as it comes. That's edgy. 
Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. We hadn't finished the Why We Love John Bateman section anyway. That was a gutsy performance. He just kept going. He is the ultimate competitor. He is bloody wonderful. Um, I just, you know, like it's, it's moments like that where you just say to yourself, I remember watching the highlights when we were going to sign him, when we were talking about signing him last year and people were denying it to my face, but I just knew something was on. And I was watching and I just think, this guy, this guy. Like I say, I, I always knew, like I watched a lot of him last year as well after the rumours and then the signing came through and everything. And I did not see him as being creative and a dynamic as he has been this season for us. I saw I saw the hard work, I saw the graft, I saw the comp- competitor, and I actually likened him to Josh Jackson, who I think is a mm. great player, you know, and, and you look at... Oh, I think Josh Jackson's great. The, you know, the agree. heart and soul of the Bulldogs, and yeah. you know, they've really come back, and it's, yeah. it's been on the back of him. And, and Josh Jackson's but, a great But he's player. more one-dimensional, whereas John Bateman's got so many other strings to his bow. Like he's I going, said last week... He's going week, for your throat. He is going for last your throat. I said he's last week, he, he, could, he could... I think he could play six. I think he'd play wherever you bloody send him to, yeah. and he would give it the best possible crack he could. He wouldn't. He would try not to. You could put him in at front row, and he would go flying into it as hard as he possibly could. Yeah. He just would. You just know he would. That's why we love him. Um, but there were, uh, you know, it, it's come to the point where we actually examined things that might have actually irritated me, Blake. Um, in fact, you might say they might have ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Do you want me to say something or are you just going to go into it? No, you meant to say what, what <laughs> tell grinds us, your gears. Tell us what grinds your gears. Uh, that I have nothing that's presently grinding my gears. Really? I have not got a gear ground. There are synchro mesh left, right and centre, people. It's all going smoothly. Um, uh, that's a bit disturbing for me because I usually have something that's grinding my gears. But at this present stage, I'm looking around and I'm looking at things and I'm thinking to myself, we have Joe Tarpanay injured. Even Luke Bateman's back playing now. Our injury list is nil. Yeah, right. We, we've got no injuries. And we've just got we're, Joey to yeah. have one more week yeah, suspended. Yeah, it's, it's a rest. We're in a position where we can rest players. Um, it's remarkable, isn't it? We're all but assured of a top four spot um, where I think we're actually in a position where we can be competitive. Um, the fake spring's in full bloom outside. It's amazing. Um, and, and, you know, like... Things are looking up. Things are looking up. You know, like Jared Sutton's refereeing performance. I could it was fine. Fault it. <laughs> there was nothing in there I could fault whatsoever. In fact, I thought he made a couple of bloody magical decisions that went, I thought were absolutely wrong. And then when I looked at the replay, I went, geez, you nailed that one, Jerry. You nailed that one. So, you know, what do you do there? Um, no, he was good. I, I thought, you know, the, yeah, I, what, I, it's all, you know, coming up, you know, sunshine and lollipops, really, yeah, isn't it? So, fantastic. you know, it grinds my gears, Blake, that there's nothing to grind my gears. It grinds my gears. I'm sure by this time next week, There'll be something. Well, one can only hope. But, um, you know, I've heard tell there might be a few things that have irritated you. In fact, that might have made you go, Blake, on the burst. Yes. Char- charging up on the burst. Um, political censorship. Oh, yes. Political censorship of, of certain Twitter accounts. Oh, is that right? And, and you're worried about censorship on these accounts? Well, I just think it's a slippery slope. Is, is democracy being eroded in Australia? Is it is it being a road? I don't believe. I think around the world, Hong Kong, you know, Boris Johnson suspending Parliament. Are you compl- um, Hong I, Kong are rights? Are you complaining <laughs> that I will not allow on any site that I'm associated with for there to be any comment whatsoever on politics in any so way? So on one hand, Boris Johnson suspending Parliament, you know, 
protesting in Hong Kong. And then meanwhile, Happy to meanwhile, on English politics. No meanwhile, in Australia, I'm told I have to delete a tweet that involves Scott Morrison. I I can in no way, shape, or form comment on politics <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Nor will I. Fair enough, fair enough. Nor will okay, I. Yeah, anything that's associated with my name will not comment on politics one way or another. I am What's, completely I don't see. I don't that. see how posting a picture of Scott Morrison is a political comment, but anyway. I am uh, completely apolitical in every single way you can possibly do. Okay. I'm here to talk about football. So okay. you can be on the burst about that as much as you okay. want. But yeah. yeah, okay. Not in my name, Blake. <laughs> Blake on the burst part two. Um, Blake on the burst. <laughs> don't. Uh, <laughs> Jared Croker, poor old Jared Croker. Look, all this time people getting his getting his last name wrong. It's been Cro- Crocker, Croker, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The NRL app. Yeah. Posts a highlight of his of his his you know massive run. Yeah, yeah. Down the field, they misspell his last name this time. J R E D, and they're supposed to be a professional media organization. Oh, his first name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, his first name. They've got him. As though he's well, it's probably Kushner. because of the speed he was running at allegedly that they confused him with Jared Rodriguez Hargraves, yes. who is spelt J A R E D. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, it's, it's it's fair enough for like some you know semi literate hacks on Facebook to yeah, yeah. get his name wrong. But surely oh, yeah. you know the NRL official Question media. For you. Can anyone on the Raiders fan pages, either the Greenhouse one or the Canberra Raiders fan, both of which I'm members of, can anyone actually spell or do grammar? Because I'm not seeing many signs of it, people. And you know. I understand the gist of what you're talking about mostly, but occasionally some of you are posting on those sites, and I'm thinking. What? Who said what now? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so, who knows? Who yeah. knows? But um, look, reasons to be cheerful. There are some. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. We're playing in September. We, we are playing in September. And it's not just because the last round's in September for a change. It's because we're definitely playing next week. And we'll definitely, we've definitely be playing got the week at least two weeks in the finals. We've definitely got two more matches got, to go. Thinking about the final scenarios mm. and the way it lays out for me, I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to be back in, in Melbourne for a prelim. Mm. Mm. Imagine we lose first week to the Roosters. Mm. We then come back to Canberra, mm. play one of the teams 5-8 to eight here, yeah. which you'd think we'd probably be able to yeah. account for in a home final in front of a massive crowd at, at yeah. Canberra State. It's back to Melbourne again. Okay, now I, I want you to imagine this. Imagine we beat, right? We beat the Roosters. Then we go to the preliminary final in two weeks' time. At home, at which point... Then we'll we, probably play Souths at home. We will play... Um, you'd imagine Melbourne's going to win at home against Souths. Mm-hmm. At, that's presently what it is. And Souths will either play the winner of uh, Manly and Cronulla at that stage. No, uh, Parramatta and... Um, uh, no, Manly and Cronulla, that's right. Um, we'll so play the Broncos on the other side. Thing. And Broncos are on the other side. That's who we'd be playing at home if we lose to the Roosters, Parramatta or Brisbane at this present stage. But we'd, we'd then play in the preliminary final the winner of um, South versus slash Manly slash Cronulla at home before then going to the grand final. If we can get through, if we hold third spot this weekend, which I hope we do, and we can play Sydney Roosters in that particular match, that is what we want to do. We want to play the first match. Oh, and win. win the first yeah, match. win, of course. And the other thing is too, let's remember, the number one position in the top four, and you remember... In the NRL era, no side has won from outside the top four, ever. Um, the number one position ranking for actually going through and winning the grand final has been third place. Third place is the most common finishing really? spot on the home and away ladder in order to go through and take the premiership. I guess Sharks came third in um, in 2016, didn't they? Yeah. Third, there's been thirds left, right and centre. 
the second spot, of course, the most popular spot is minor premier. There's been a few of those. So you don't want to come second? Second? Yeah, second. It's overrated. It's a bit of a poison chalice <laughs> right there. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it, 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 it coming through. So I, I, I agree with that path as well, but I personally would like to beat the Warriors this weekend, you know, with, you know, the other players coming through to prove they need their spot on the side, you know, that Ricky should be, still be thinking about them going to the finals, that so they've got some real first-grade match stuff. We beat them, we go through in third, we all go up in numbers to the SCG, and we all will be going up to numbers in the SCG if we're there. We get across the line there. We have a week off, which everyone knows is really powerful. We beat who the hell turns up at Canberra Stadium because it will be a home prelim. And then we go to the big dance. The big dance. Yeah, there we go. I've used, I think I'm the first person so far in September to refer to as the big dance. Check, I don't know can, about that. Can we check that on fact-checking, the big dance? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, and then, you know, it's anyone's guess because, uh, you know, oh, once you there. no one's home ground. Once but you there. We, you know, just before we, we clock off, we wanted to do one last segment, or Blake did, and it's it's a tribute to Big Red. Corey Horsburgh. Going to play a song going out to Corey. It's, it's by the Osmonds, uh, you know, mm. famously. I'm a little bit country. Yeah, th- th- we, you're old enough to have probably grown up watching the Osmond show. It was sort of oh. beyond the same time as sort of like you'd finish watching um, Young Talent Time. Well, there's two people here in this stinky <laughs> storeroom, and one of them's fully grey and one of them isn't. So, you know, don't tell me about being old. Um, Partially grey. Salt and pepper. Uh, yeah. Partially grey. <laughs> Which bit isn't partially Anyway, this grey. song actually kicks ass. It's really good. Uh, just people, more people just need to hear this song. It's the, the one moment that the Osmonds went went hard rock mm. in the 70s. And the song's called Crazy Horses. And it's, it's a tribute to Corey Horsburgh's performance um, on the weekend. Mm. In 30 minutes, uh, he ran for 161 metres. Mm. He was incredible. He's... And against, you know, one of the toughest Yeah, toughest packs, packs going around. He's uh, big red. We salute you. Well, you got to think next year he's a definite chance of, for a bench spot for Queensland because they oh, yeah. uh, one thing they need oh, yeah. is forwards and mad forwards. Yeah, and he is nothing if not mad. Like he's not scared of you. Big no, but he was not he scared was, of you. He, it was a good performance because it was not wasn't. He kept the crazy in control. Yeah, but he really he did that. He did the hard yards. He so. really is great. So so yeah. we're gonna go with different closer this week. So we're gonna go out with um, the Osmonds with crazy horses. Um, you've been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And here are the Osmonds. <laughs> Show!